0: Great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to Empowered in My Skin, the podcast. My name is Inkay T. Robinson, and I am founder and CEO of Empowered in My Skin, an experienced technology executive with one of Canada's largest financial institutions, an author, an international federation of bodybuilding pro athlete, an inspirational speaker, and a viral sensation as my You Matter" speech has hit over 6.5% million views worldwide this show is all about thriving and i will be bringing on some amazing humans that own their thrive to help you figure out how you too can own yours so please leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on and make sure to join along on the web at empoweredmyskin.com so you can be notified when new episodes are available for now i'm your girl Let the show begin. Woo, yes. Welcome to the next episode of Empowered My Skin, the podcast. On today, my guest is co-founder and CEO at Community. She co-founded Community in April 2020 in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, producing Canadian-made masks with materials and labor locally sourced. A portion of sales is donated to food banks as a give back to the community. I love that. Before founding community, she had over twenty years of experience I almost let you know who she is, but hold on. She had almost had twenty years of experience as a marketing executive across several organizations with mandates leaving business to business and business to client, client strategy, go to market strategy, communications, and reporting. I am talking about somebody who has experience in marketing and is also an entrepreneur. So put your ears together for this amazing human that I'm about to get to know better. Deanna Berger. Yay. Yeah. Hey.
1: That is a fabulous <laughs> intro. Can you follow me everywhere?
0: You know what? I'm going to have to start charging for that because everyone's like, you know, can you just you really can you come should. and do all of my intros? So, so Deanna, I love, so many things. Thanks for you know, just wanting to be on this platform to really, you know, just speak about how you're so empowered and, you know, in the skin that you're in. And so very excited to get to know you better.
1: Well, thank you. It's an absolute pleasure. I'm very flattered that you want to talk to me.
0: (laughs) So let's start. Let's start with who me is, right? So can you tell me (laughs) a little bit about me?
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm Deanna Berger. i born and raised in Toronto. Um, I you know, am a sole parent to a fabulous two and a half year old. And um, as you kind of mentioned, I have 20 years of marketing experience. I went back to school a couple of years ago, um, which I think we have a school in common. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Rotman as well and decided that I just, I, I, I wanted something more. I knew that I was capable of more. I was uh, just drawn to different areas of the business. I, I was really curious of how a business would work. So decided to go back to school. Um, Kind of midway through the program had my son, which, you know, not for the faint of heart, (laughs) not something I would recommend to everyone. But, um, you know, really just wanted to do something kind of cool and different with my life. And then, you know, the pandemic hit and, um, you know, having a a two-year-old in a 600-square-foot urban condo, not necessarily the recipe for a long-term success. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my son and I moved in with my sister, her husband, and their family. And we were sitting around the breakfast table in early April. And we were like, well, we have to do something. Like, we we can't, like, we just were so grateful for the life that we had, that our homes were safe, that we had food on the table, that we were loved and healthy. And we just wanted to do something to to change the you know, the lives of people who were not as fortunate. Mm -hmm. And we were like, well, let's just make a couple masks and that'll that'll be great. We did a lot of research, you know, we, it was all exciting in the first couple of days. And then we launched with our online platform and here we are almost a year later and we still have, we have sales every day and it has been an amazing journey that I never thought that I would be on.
0: That is incredible, you know, and I love that because one of the things I was encouraging a lot of people that I even mentored in this, any other, like, I think the unique opportunity that we got as part of COVID-19 for many of us was to really start to create, you know, yes. as we sat and reflected yes. and we start to look at, you know, what am I really good at? Um, and yours is obviously, well, we'll get into it more because I really want to <laughs> tap into, you know, what were all the little like, skills and talents and abilities that you really realize you've, you've, um, you've now highlighted. So my next question, then, is uh, yeah. I'm big on affirmations. I mean, just having yes. done some research on you, I think you come from a lot of that same space. And so I want to know, what's your great I am? Oh. Um,
1: you know, to be honest, it's – I really think that understanding who you are mm-hmm. – Understanding that, um, I guess it's most articulated by a friend of mine years ago said a true leader is someone who will take the risk, um, regardless of the downside, because they know that they can fix it. Mm. And I really think like that has truly resonated with me because it's like, well, just do it, do whatever you need to, because I'm, I'll just fix it. If it doesn't work, it's okay. Cause I'll fix it. And that that is something that I, um, I kind of keep hold of all the mm-hmm. time through every journey of my life or every step. Um, the other thing is that, um, although I am not a professional athlete, um, <laughs> I run, and there was a time in my life where I ran and trained for marathons for a number of years. And really looking at the journey of who I am as a marathoner, mm-hmm. first of all, I'm like, I'm not gazelle-like, I'm not fast, I have a love-hate relationship with running. Like, it is not easy but every really hard time in my life, mm-hmm. I've always been able to turn to running as a signifier of how strong I am Ooh. and where life is really good and running seems to just kind of flow a bit better mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. life sucks. It is for me anyway, I've, I've really kind of honed in on that I, the idea that it is a way for me to understand how strong I am. Ooh. And so when you yeah, that kind of affirmation, that space of like, let's just see what I'm made of.
0: Yeah. And
1: like at the end of the day, it's like, why not? What is the worst that can happen?
0: So the so. I ams I hear, I am a fixer.
1: <laughs> ah yes.
0: <laughs> and I am, <laughs> yes. I am strong. Yes. I am
1: strong. I am resilient. Ooh. I am, I can do stuff.
0: (laughs) I am a doer. I am a doer. Like,
1: I I, I, I get stuff done.
0: I am a get stuff done kind of gal. I love that. Yes, yes. Keep the audience coming. I love it. So we talked a little bit about that. And I know, you know, you've... Unmasked. Look at that. eh? Unmasked. I love it. I love it. (laughs) You've uncovered or unmasked or unfolded um, something that you know has really grown your passion and is needed and this any other. But you know, through the season of life, as you mentioned, like you know, having your son and and living in you know you know the small space and then moving in (laughs) with your sister and you know who, who have you what have you discovered most about yourself during this season of life?
1: Oh, excellent question. Um, I would say one of the biggest kind of game changers for me as both a professional, an individual, as a mother, kind of everything, is that I've needed to slow down in order to speed up. Mm. Um, one of the the kind of mantras that kind of I am, um, I would say before school and before my son and definitely before this time was always, I, I am a performer. Mm -hmm. I need to outperform. I need to outshine. You're going to send me an email at two o'clock in the morning. Bam. You're getting another one at two Oh five. Like I am there. (laughs) (laughs) And, and it really, this time has Mm -hmm. made me um, really appreciate being present, Mm -hmm. really appreciate the ability to take an extra beat and mm-hmm. and have a think mm-hmm. and say, you know what, that as much as I am going, I want to sit here and, and send that email because it just it irks me that I am not sending it yet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wait and mm-hmm. I'm going to send it in a minute or in a couple of hours. And chances are, it's going to be better yeah. because I will have given myself space. I will have given myself happiness. I would have filled my tank back up, mm-hmm. you know, playing trucks or, you know, going <laughs> for a run or, having something to eat mm-hmm. when prior to this stage, like this life, I would have put all of that on hold. Exactly. I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't sleep. I would you know, because I am that performer. Yeah. I am, you know, the person who, um, you know, the, the clients could rely on regardless mm-hmm. of the time.
0: And there's always and, a cost associated with that. Right. You know, when totally, you, yeah. totally. Mm -hmm. And not favorable. And it's interesting, I'm doing this uh, eight days of reflection. And one of the questions of reflection that I had to answer was, what did I, you know, reflect on the last year? What, what have I lost? And I, my response was, I lost busy and made time.
1: Lovely. Exactly. (laughs) Like, isn't it so nice that when you can see friends, when you've had the opportunity to have a conversation or go for a walk or something, I feel for the first time in, a, in years, I feel present. Mm-hmm. Like it is, you know, I have this group of, of girlfriends from, uh, from high school, if not earlier than that. And we've only seen each other a couple of times in someone's backyard where we're like, you know, 600 feet away from each other, but it is such a lovely experience to be able to say, like, I am here and I'm not looking mm-hmm. at my phone and yeah. I'm not thinking about my kid because I want to understand what's happening in your life. And like, I I truly believe that there are many benefits that are coming out of this dark time. Mm-hmm. One of them is being the importance of human connection. Mm-hmm. Another, as you mentioned, you know, just a moment ago that the opportunity to be creative, it has mm-hmm. been so inspiring to see mm-hmm. all of these restaurants pivot and um how are you going to do something different and like the golf courses i went for a walk this weekend on to, on a golf course and it's like i right. never would have done this right. right in in the winter and it's it is allowing people mm. or maybe pushing them into a corner to think different. differently yeah. and that is wonderful like the fact that my parents being old like sure. You click and collect, and they have their their groceries delivered, and everything is now automated for them. Yeah. It is wonderful
0: it's I great. love it I love it so let's talk a little bit about what you've been creating. so have you always wanted to go into like would you have Masks? described yourself as an entrepreneur <laughs> or at least an entrepreneur? let's start there as an have you always had that bug? Would you have always considered yourself an entrepreneur
1: uh no <laughs> uh I never really thought or I, I never recognized that part of myself mm-hmm. until it happened, to be totally honest. Um, I And part of this experience as well as looking at like, what have I just not been good at? And what have, what do I not want to do anymore? And one of the things has always been in, in the roles that I've carried is that I'm not very good at just kind of focusing on my role, mm-hmm. <laughs> which people don't typically like when you, you know, go into their space and yes. like, Oh, I have an idea for your product. Um <laughs> But you know, really owning the opportunity or having the opportunity to touch every single part of the business—like mm-hmm. never thought that I would ever be in control over the financial health of a business,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, regardless of doing my MBA. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but being able to do that while thinking about you know customer strategy and how do how do we connect more and what is the content we need and what are the issues that people are having with this particular, you know, time and space and how do we make it better? And how do we, um, I like to think of, of it as how do we help people thrive through this?
0: Ooh, yeah.
1: And right. <laughs> I don't want people to, to feel that they are just surviving. Yes. That is, that should be base. Yeah. We should help our community. And it's not just us or our families. We should help everyone around us to be better and more like, powerful humans on the other side because it is in my opinion it is the only way we are going to successfully you know come into the other the next era
0: yeah no I love Um, that oh good yeah no no I and and so much more so before um I do want to understand like how community came across but but question for you is Mm -hmm. like, what fear did you face? Like in terms of, was there any, was there any fear before you kicked this off? Was there any doubt that you had going into it? You know, what was that experience? How did it unfold for you?
1: Um, well, as I mentioned, my son and I had moved in with my sister and her husband Mm -hmm. and there was a, there were a couple of weeks where, you know, this was just starting. It was so new. It was so frightening. It was all over the world. Like you just. we didn't have a grasp on it Mm. or hold of this. And I just kept lying awake thinking of how, how horrible it would be to not be able to to feed your family. Mm. Like what an impossible choice of, do I pay my bill or do I feed my kids? And then the other thing that I really kept thinking about was I am so grateful that my home is safe. Mm -hmm. And what about all the people whose homes are not safe Mm -hmm. and how do we end this? And then sitting at honestly at a breakfast table with my family, like over eggs and coffee where I was like, guys, we need to do something. And they're like, okay, they're like, let's do this. And I had, I had a couple textile contacts. I had a couple, and this is like very far, you know, I know of a website. (laughs) Um, And I knew a manufacturer who I'd spoken to before once. And basically I was like, yeah, okay, we're going to do this. And like got on the phone as, I mentioned I am a doer. And in two days, we had, you know, patterns done and products in line and fabric made or um, available and purchased and our website up and everything was going. And uh, we bootstrapped the whole thing so we didn't have to put a penny in for our own uh, financing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And which I, I think is kind of amazing, especially when you look at kind of where the market is and how commoditized it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just kind of did it. I didn't really think of it going badly other than, okay, we, well, if we purchase a few hundred and now we have them and what will we do with them? Thankfully, my mother's a quilter. It was like, I'll just give them to her as yeah, fabric and make something, make, cool. make
0: something. <laughs> So it sounds like no fear, just a real understanding of a deep need and a desire to yeah. solve that need. And so yeah. now mm-hmm. take us through what is community. Why is it called community? And where are you now?
1: So, why is it called community? It was truly this. Uh, this was this idea, and this company was built to help everyone else around us. Um, yes, to help us as well. But the difference, I think, in that that value prop of who we are is truly because we are cemented in supporting different areas of our community across not only Canada, but really the world Um, making sure that, you know, money from everything we sell goes to um, food banks that we, we donate mass to shelters that we, you know, connect with charities that are struggling for, you know, mental health specifically. We've, we've really zoned in to help um, their clients to again, thrive through this time it's not just enough that we, that we just get by. We need to make sure that we are better humans on the other side. And I think that especially right at the beginning, and when you look at May, there were many other companies um, that just did this for profit. And we wanted to make sure that we, that we built something. So that need to be a full community community, um, that is united, which is why unity is is bolded.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that we are greater than the sum of our parts, aren't we? Yeah, I like to think so.
0: <laughs> and what are some of the challenges that you faced? Like, is it competitive? <laughs> okay, oh, I so many. <laughs> <laughs> is it a competitive? So I'm assuming it's a competitive market. Were you at the forefront? Yes. Like, were you a pioneer? Did you position yourself? early enough that it benefited you.
1: Yeah. So we started on April 5th. So right at the beginning, um, the market was nascent. So it was, it was virtually, especially, um, in Canada, it was non-existent. Like someone asked me a while ago, they were like, Oh, are you in face masks before? I was like, no, <laughs> I never would have thought that that was an entire industry, even though, um, a number or a significant part of the population mm-hmm. of Asian countries tend to wear masks on the daily. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, was, um, we were right at the beginning, um, where there was global, um, scarcity. So trying to find any sort of fabric or elastics or, um, anything was a huge, huge challenge. Um,
0: again, I'm a doer.
1: So I spent hours on the phone, hours in the car, going around to all these different places. And literally like if someone was in a van and was like, here, do you need some elastic? I'd be like, Yes. (laughs) here's my gold watch. (laughs) It was trying to operate um, a company Mm -hmm. and build something from scratch, not having any manufacturing, retail, supply chain experience and not having any like current customer list other than our friends and like my parents. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a massive challenge. Um, The other really fascinating thing about this market is that it's gone from basic like non-existence and inception in April to even you can look at October where it's completely commoditized. We have spanned um, a you know a time where it would typically take 20 years for a company (laughs) to get to all of these phases. And we honestly, like I had we had no ability to make any sort of business plan or future thinking because every single week was different. Every day was different. And sometimes, especially at times when the governments were really like more information, more medical information was coming out, um, more restrictions were either being um, in, in, put in place or uplifted. Mm. Sometimes on the hour, um, there were changes that we had to modify um, and adjust and pivot from. So it really was being extremely reactive, listening to our customers, Taking um, our product in very small chunks until we could um, modify enough and restructure enough to to have one that we felt really comfortable and confident in. Um, it was. It has been an absolutely um, life changing experience, and I'm sure I don't even truly understand. You know, all the not only changes to me personally, professionally, me as a leader, me as an individual contributor, as a mom. Mm. <laughs> So it's been fascinating. There have been, it. it there definitely were times where, um, like I, I, we came up against challenges I never would have even anticipated. Mm. For instance, we had our first uh, manufacturer, we outgrew her capacity within the first three days. So I needed, like we needed to find a another manufacturer within 24 hours to start producing um, in order to fulfill orders that had been placed a, several days ago. So my sister is an interior designer. She knew some people in textiles um, where I legitimately got on the phone and was just like, oh, hi, my name is Deanna and I want to produce mass click. (laughs) Oh, hi. my finally got to chat with some man named Sam who owned a, an upholstery factory. I mean, couches where (laughs) he was like, okay, come meet me tomorrow morning at 8am. We'll figure it out. So I, I drive there, I go up to, you know, Woodbridge, farther than that, and I finally, I get out of my car and I sent my sister a picture because I was like, I'm meeting some guy in an abandoned warehouse named Sam. Like it's 8 a.m. If you don't hear from me in like two hours, this is my <laughs> last known location. <laughs> um, and honestly, he was like, we, we are not operational and we don't have the machinery. And we sat there for a good hour with, you know, material that I brought and we made mass and this is how it could work how is your machine good i don't sew like i mean i tape i staple i do not sew but sitting there with sam trying to figure this out and then he was like okay we got you we're doing this we're doing this and then like he was able to get his team back um only you know a skeleton crew but like we outgrew him within you know two weeks and then actually through a connection through rotman we were able to go and um connect with another like retail um, premium clothing manufacturer Mm -hmm. who wasn't interested in taking on new clients, but I was, I showed up there anyway. And (laughs) I was like, Hey, it's Deanna. Like (laughs) I have a proposition for you. And he was like, we don't have the time. I was like, but you're going to just talk to me anyway. That's cool. I'm just going to sit down. And, And he was wonderful and really, the, that partnership with, that we have with the current manufacturer, who's been our manufacturer since the beginning of mm-hmm. May, um, critical to our success. Mm-hmm. Being being able to rely on not only their turnaround times, their quality, their ability, um, the talent of the team, and their true vision of us being partners, mm-hmm. game changing. So it totally game changing.
0: So it sounds like you've met a manufacturer that can scale.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like they have three. Um they have hundreds of sewers, okay. three different factories, and it's all inside Toronto, which is amazing.
0: Okay. I was as you were going, I was like, when is she how's she gonna find that person that can scale? <laughs> but it sounds like third time, third time was a charm. Third time's a charm. <laughs> That's awesome. And so in doing some of the research on you, um, I maybe heard that some of the unique offerings that you have is is, you know, you tie them to months. Like I think you've had Yeah. Like events. Can you explain that a little?
1: So um for example, October was uh, Breast Cancer Month, so we have a pink mask for um, for the adults and the children. Mm-hmm. And instead of a dollar going to food banks, we said two dollars would go to breast cancer research. Mm-hmm. Um, we did the same thing for November and for Violence Against Women, um, you know, Awareness Month. And we are looking forward and you know, looking at how what other months can we start doing the same sort of process. Um, and do we need to build more masks uh, or different ones or color them differently? Um, we have, uh, for Movember, we made masks with little mustaches so people (laughs) could have a mustache. And even though you couldn't see them, um, we, one of the great things about being small and agile is that if we have an idea
0: and we kind of want to try it, it's
1: like that afternoon we we can get to work.
0: Yeah. That's, uh, well, one, I am totally, I'm inspired by people who use this opportunity to be a creator. It is clear to everyone that's listening to this that it is possible. The main fact that that was not, that was not even within your, and chances are there's probably some transferable skills that you've had over the years of experiences you've had in your other yeah. roles, yeah, that you've applied but I mean you really stepped into a space that you didn't know and you used the uh, I am a doer to get it done and I, and I love it <laughs> yeah. and I can't believe how much time has passed and that's that's what happens when you talk to inspiring people, they they Aww. use time quickly and um, so I'm at this uh, segment of a show that's called Rapid Thrivers and this is mm-hmm. to get a little bit more into what empower, empowers and inspires you so when you think of somebody who is thriving or someone that inspires you, who comes to mind for And why? Oh, the Obamas. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Okay. Like, (laughs) hands down, not only are they talented and brilliant, but they are good humans. Yes.
0: So it seems, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And we need good humans in this world. I love that. Uh, I think I know the answer to the next question, but what is a daily activity that helps you with your thrive?
1: Oh. Sometimes it's not as daily as I would like it to, but definitely running. Running.
0: And I love how you explained that earlier when you said that, you know, running is, it signifies just how strong you are. I think it's a really tough sport. You're out there by yourself, whether you have music in your ears or not. And it's, it's moving every inch of your body and just, I I envy y'all. Like I'll sprint. that is
1: very sweet. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I'll sprint. I won't run.
1: (laughs) it definitely didn't start out that way I remember the first day I ran I was in the learn to run clinic with um with the running room and it was one minute on one minute off I ran 30 seconds laid down on the ground and I was like just go on without me it's fine (laughs) carry on people I quit
0: (laughs) until you became a marathoner that's awesome and
1: then I became a marathoner and it honestly was really critical like pivotal points in my life where I needed to see how strong I was and running was
0: the the vehicle I love that What is a book that has helped you with your thrive? Ooh,
1: you know what? I haven't read a lot of books recently that aren't children's books, but the (laughs) one that really, (laughs) honestly, so like, you know, I I could mention one, like she sells, she sells over there, but, um,
0: (laughs) but there's a lot of lessons to be learned in those books, but go on, go on.
1: (laughs) Um, I would say one of the, one of the books that I keep coming back to, to read small portions of is, um, Michelle Obama's becoming, and maybe that's one of the things that, right? Like it's it's basically a Bible for all women. Like every person should read it.
0: It's a, have Um, you gone the journal?
1: No, I haven't.
0: There's a company It's it's, it's like my whole thing. And what I tell people, my cell point on, I I was gifted. It was gifted to me by the time you write in that journal, you have your own book. Wow. Yeah. You have your own memoir. Yeah. Because of the questions that that she asked. Yeah. yeah. You can, you can definitely, you've built a story.
1: Isn't that wonderful? Mm. And what a fabulous opportunity to gift people. And I don't just mean the one that you receive, but for Michelle herself to Mm. be able to say, here's some time, think about how awesome you are and then go back and read it. And, you know, I have a friend who was like, you know, you're a marathoner. I was like, well, I kind of run. And she's like, uh, You've run multiple, so like peace. Yeah, but really, she was like, "I want you to write your story." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "But I, you know, I'm not a writer. I'm not a journaler. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm am a thinker. I, I'm up between two and four in the morning most most nights. You know, ideating." And she's like, "Just write it." And I remember sitting there and then going through like every every valley and every peak and the hardships and the you know pulling pushing the boulder up the hill and like it truly gifting people the opportunity to look back at their life their lives and read it as a master class yeah. of how awesome you are
0: yeah. so awesome. powerful it is really awesome what is an app that helps you with your thrive
1: what is an app yeah um most recently it's been spotify okay <laughs> <laughs> podcast music been, yeah where it is like sometimes I need to run and it needs to be hard. And like, I need to, especially now with winter, it's like, I need to sweat and have it all like pasted to my face. And sometimes that is some, you know, a little nineties grunge to be totally honest or a little ACDC. Um, but then, you know, there are the times where I'm like, I just need some like nineties, you know, I give me some spice girls <laughs> for a little, a little Britney
0: <laughs> music. So that's I, just no thinking. Yeah.
1: Right. Exactly. Where it just, it, 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 Puts you in a different space. And so, like, honestly, that is, that's kind of where I've been playing most recently. And then it honestly, one of the ones that has the like playlists is remixes where they are mashups and different ones because, you know, you spend 30 seconds and then you're kind of bored of a song. Yeah
0: and now you know as an entrepreneur even maybe just through your marketing career what is one misconception um that people have of you as you know they saw you performing you talked about being a you know really big on performance so what's a misconception that people might have had of you or have oh that's a great question i'm gonna journal that myself
1: (laughs) um (laughs) i would probably say that um I have a big personality. I understand you can, I could be in a meeting room and you can hear me laughing down the hall. Um, but that, that, that excitement, that, um, that passion. Uh, and sometimes my, my drive to perform and uh, is really because I, <laughs> I just want to make people proud yeah. of the work that we are doing together. And I want people to feel excited and energized. I You know, sometimes I think people received that as, you're just too much, which I can understand. I
0: get that. I really just want to help. I love it. I love it. (laughs) She is much, but she's doing it to help, and I love that. (laughs) So tell me something. Where can we find more of community, Deanna, online?
1: Um, Communitymass.ca is definitely you know, that's our website. It's our direct to consumer, um, site. So you can see all of our products as well. Um, we have community masks at, uh, for Instagram and Facebook. Um, and we have a LinkedIn group as well.
0: Okay. And I will make sure I share all of the links online. And similar Thank to what you. I told you, do you have, like you said, you, you did breast cancer month, you did November. Yeah. Do you have any, any month that's coming that you know about where you, you might have some fabulous masks?
1: Um, I believe that we are working towards um, Cancer Month, which is February. Awesome. I believe in trying to tie in the daffodil and, and really looking forward to spring.
0: Awesome. I like that. So check yeah. it out, everybody. And as this podcast is called Empowered in My Skin, as a parting question, I just want to ask you, what does that mean to you, to be empowered in my skin?
1: Um, to me, it means that like... Stop wasting time on the things that don't matter. I, you know, as women, we tend to really be extremely critical of our outer appearance. And another kind of byproduct of, of this year is, you know, in the state that we're in is really understanding that me obsessing over the size of my waistline is so <laughs> boring. It's so boring. It's such a waste of time when there's so many other fabulous things that we can say, do, be and, and encourage. And so that, so being empowered in my skin is really, you know, understanding that I'm a good human. I want others to be good humans and like, let's just build a better community.
0: I love that. I I love your human. I love that you're a fixer. I love that you're a doer. I love that you're fully empowered in your skin. I love that you created during COVID that serves the community. It's beautiful and so thank you very much for sharing energy with me. It's been so delightful to put yourself and your brand and your organization, your company on, you know, just out to the world. And thank I you. hope all the listeners you know, listen carefully to this because she was a creator, not a consumer of her time within COVID and look what she's done, serving us all. Love it. Thank you, Deanna. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. And this is the point of the podcast where I sadly have to say, we're out. So there you have it. I hope you're thriving and thoroughly enjoyed this episode. And remember, whatever platform you are listening to this on, please subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast with someone else you think can benefit from the tips that were delivered. As Tom Billy says... When we help others think in a way that is empowering, that is the lead domino to create real change in this world. It's been awesome hanging with you. I'm your girl and I'm out.